Catherine from the Cinematheque. How are you? Hi, how good, how are you? I'm very good, thank <laughs> you. Good morning. And thanks for coming in to join us today. Uh, you're here to talk about the program at the Cinematheque, uh, which is coming up this, uh, this month in March, and also about the Luxembourgish Film Festival, which is uh, starting tomorrow, is it? Tomorrow there's the official opening and then from Friday on until the Sunday the 13th. It's everyday screenings all day long in all the cinemas in the Luxembourg city center and also in, in cultural centers like the Münster, at the casino, etc. Okay, well let's talk about the festival in just a little bit. First let's uh, go through some of the things that people can look forward to in the, the Cinematheque program. Uh, one thing that you do at the Cinematheque is uh, you have retrospectives where you choose a di director and you look back at their, at their work throughout their life. This month, uh, and I think it started already in February, uh, yeah. you're looking at the films of uh, Jacques Demy, yes, who's correct. a French film director. Um, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about who he is and what kind of films Demi makes. Yeah, so uh, indeed we had in February we had the first part of the Jacques Demi retrospective, uh, who is known for films like uh, uh, Donkey Skin and uh, The Young Girls of Rochefort, uh, a film that we are screening tonight. So if you are still looking for something to do tonight, um, yeah. So we we indeed we we do like. Uh, retrospectives about film directors, but also sometimes uh, thematically, but we will talk about that later mm. with Dance and Cinema. Um, yeah, so we show the whole body of work of the director uh, this month. So uh, we have The Young Girls of Rochefort, Trois Places pour le 26. I'm sorry, I don't know the title yeah. in English. Bay of Angels. Uh, we have Lady Oscar that is based on, on, uh, on a... Bon um, comic. A comic, yeah, yeah. Uh, correct. The Pied Piper with uh, Donovan, who has uh, who is play playing the leading role as well as uh, composed the music. So it's very diverse, and I think uh, people will really enjoy those films in mm. those uh, dark times at the moment. And uh, most of the old. A few of the films are subtitled in English, so that's okay, really so they're, great. They're, they're all French films, I believe. They are yeah. all yeah. French films, apart from the Pied Piper, that's uh, an, an English okay. version. Um, and are these his most famous films, or are you also looking at some of his lesser-known films? Yeah, definitely. So l films like Lady Oscar and the Pied Piper, I don't think that people have seen them a lot. When people are thinking about the me, it's really Rochefort, uh, uh, The Umbrellas of Chabourg, that uh, is popping into your mind, but uh, he also had films that are a bit lesser known, and for us it's really important to show the whole range of of, uh, yeah. of what he's done. Yeah. Okay, so a good chance to to really explore his his work. Uh, yeah. That's happening through till the end of the month. Yeah. Another thing that you do is you have thematic um, programming. Uh, this month you're you're focusing on dance in cinema. Yes, correct. Yeah. So that's the second part of our dance and cinema uh, retrospective, which is really showing the connection that uh, there exists between the choreographic and the cinematic arts. Uh, we have in the second part films like Black Swan or Francis Ha with Greta Gervich that people may know, but also uh, films that are perhaps a little lesser known, like Girl from Lucas Dont, which is um, a film about... Uh, Lara, uh, a young transsexual who w really wants to join uh, the ballet school, which is really a very emotional film uh, that you may have seen a couple of years ago at the cinemas, but now you have also a chance to catch up if you haven't seen it. But there's also films like The Company or House of the Flying Daggers. 
also uh, kind of celebrated for its fight choreography. I yes. Believe. Yeah. Um, so ha- when you're when you're choosing the program for these um, thematic like um, programmings, is it how does it work? Do you have a team of creators and like what's the process of kind of deciding what to choose? So yeah, usually we have a team of programmers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are seeing what are like current topics that could really fit in to our program really well. But uh, now for this dance and cinema retrospective, it was actually in uh, collaboration with Theater Federation, who came and asked us if that was not a possibility to uh, join forces and to do something about uh, yeah the, the topic of the dance in, uh, in cinematic works. Okay. And, uh, and then outside of um, the thematic programming and the retrospectives, you also have a weekend program of individual films that you show, as well as a children's or, um, focused or oriented program. Uh, what are some of the highlights that you have coming up from this month ahead? Yeah, so indeed we have also a really big weekend program and I believe that's often the time where people have the most time on their hand to go to the cinemas. That's right. why we really try to have a good mix of film classics uh, that are perhaps uh, known by the larger audience, but also more uh, like smaller hidden gems from our archives that uh, we always screen on the Sunday afternoons. Uh, for March, I'd say, to me, one of the, <laughs> the highlights might be uh, the Bachkatze, the Wildcat by uh, Ernst Lubitsch, because uh, it's one of his earlier works. People may know him from It's a Wonderful Life, uh, the Christmas classic. Um, and uh, but we have it with live accompaniment on um, on the piano, and that's always a great occasion to rediscover a film or to see that for the first time. We really see that the audiences that have never experienced that really come out and. Uh, have experienced something really beautiful. And that's why if you have some time on your hand on the 25th of March at 6.30, you should definitely come around and see the Bachkatze. But there's also, um, yeah, we in our weekend program, we also pay tribute to perhaps uh, filmmakers, actors that have uh, left us during the last couple of months, we show A Raisin in the Sun uh, because Sidney Poitier has uh, unfortunately died. So that's for us uh, uh, a way to, to pay them an homage. Mm. And yeah, indeed, on Sunday afternoons at three, we always have our Young Audiences program. Uh, that is also uh, a big hit at the fam- with the families. They are coming in like uh, with the whole family. That's always a really great moment for us. We always uh, show the films together with a little introduction about the topic or uh, so that the children understand a bit about what they are going to see. Um, uh, for example, uh, we show in March Babe uh, in original English version. Um, so that's a great way for English-speaking families to come around, but mm. also for families that are not native English um, to learn, for the children to learn to read subtitles. That's, right. So we always make a little introduction about that. Um, and generally, that's our... It's also up. an educational experience. Yes, definitely. Uh, for anybody that uh, hasn't been yet to the Cinémathèque, you're located on Place Théâtre in the Luxembourg city centre, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also happening over the next couple of weeks in Luxembourg is the Film Festival, Luxembourg Film Festival. Uh, it's now in its 12th edition. And it's a festival that is really growing. Uh, I read that in in 2018, over 18,000 people attended and it's now really considered as one of the emerging festivals in Europe. Um, Obviously, last year, a lot of events were affected by 
COVID-19 and, uh, you know, things were having to be cancelled. But uh, you managed to go ahead with the festival, I believe. It wasn't, e again, it's the second year where it wasn't very easy. Yeah. Um, but that's more the festival team could tell you so, okay. some more about it. But, uh, well, we at the Cinematic, we are still very implicated in yeah. more. Some of our team are in the artistic committee or in the leading board. So we follow it very closely. Sure. And it's not... With COVID still being around, it wasn't an easy year, mm -hmm. but still, I think um, the festival managed to really have a really great program for, for, for the people of Luxembourg and to, to invite guests to have them again here uh, presenting their films. It's really uh, something so this, that we missed last year, so it's yeah. really great to so have this it thing, again. So this year things are more or less back to normal, is that right? More or less. <laughs> More or less. I guess there's probably still going to be COVID check and things yes, like this. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, so, uh, of course, the, the festival uh, features fiction, documentary, special screenings, as well as like focus on Luxembourgish productions, yes. I believe. Um, what are some of the highlights that you, we can look at this year in the, in the festival's programming? So... I think the, generally the program is really the highlight. Right. <laughs> uh, you really have the, the official competition with uh, seven films, the documentary competition with six films coming really from all over the world. In the document, documentary competition, there's also a Luxembourgish film, Lost Flowers by Fabrizio Maltese. That's really a film that I highly recommend. It's a very intimate film about the filmmaker who went back to Italy when... COVID hit. Um, it's some a very intimate, still very universal film about loss and mourning. And I think that really a, a lot of people can identify. It's not a cheer up film, but it's something that really grows straight to your heart. And uh, that's definitely a film I would recommend. Uh, yeah, so there are also masterclasses already this uh, Saturday. There's Terry Gilliam coming to the Cinematheque, which is really great. He was supposed to come last year. Uh, but unfortunately, with yeah, it was too difficult to have guests. So he said, "I will come back," and he uh, kept his promise. He's coming right. this year. Uh, and the Saturday afterwards, there's Elia Suleiman, uh, the Palestinian filmmaker, who will also give a masterclass. Those two are uh, sold out, though okay. I believe, unfortunately. But still, there's a lot of screenings where the filmmakers are present. So that's really a very privileged moment to have a discussion with those people who made the films to see more or hear more about the context of the films that they made and ask the questions that you're burning to ask. Okay. <laughs> and your uh, Cinematheque is one of the hosting venues of the festival. It also happens in other uh, cinemas around Luxembourg. And as you just said, there's a program of events around the screenings, uh, like discussions and, and workshops and some concerts, I believe. Yes. Um, where do people go if they would like to find out exactly what is going on in, this, in the festival? And where, uh, do they need to buy tickets to individual screenings and events? Or can you buy a festival pass that lets you into everything? There is a pass uh, that gives you access to five screenings. Uh, it's 35 euros. But you can also pay uh, like buy individual tickets for the screenings. 
uh, you should the best thing to do is to go on the website of the film festival on luxfilmfest.lu uh, where, where you get all the information the more practical information but also the uh, infos about the program uh, indeed about the workshops there's like so much to do the next uh, 11 days so uh, yeah just follow or follow their social media because they're very active there as well it's going to be a busy couple of weeks for you then I guess yes okay. <laughs> well uh, on that note we really appreciate you taking the time to come in to speak to us today um thanks very much and all thank the best you. with the film festival and everything at cinematech thank you <laughs>